Hello and welcome to the Ravens, a Boy Meets World podcast. I'm Simon and I love Boy Meets World. And I'm Tessa and I've seen 45 episodes of Boy Meets World. And tonight's season for debate is Boy Meets World season 2. So hello and welcome to the Ravens, a Boy Meets World podcast where it's always 10.30 at night so it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard, move on upstairs and settle in as tonight's season for debate is Boy Meets World Season 2. Tessa, we're back, we're here, we've made it to Week 2, Season 2. How are you doing? We have. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I mean, so much has happened within a week of Boy Meets World and this new podcast there's we we spoke into existence animated cartoon versions of ourselves and just like that they exist they're printed on hoodies they're in the merch store and they're available for anyone that wants to buy them at the lowest possible price that i could make it we don't make any profit off them it all goes to the people that make them but I think they look really dope. How did you feel about it? It was your dream to be animated, right? It was. I love a little cartoon version of me. Um, I've got like a little tattoo version of me on my leg, which <laughs> that sounds awful. Like you've had yourself. It's part of a portrait of some other people. Um, so, but the little boy meets world me is really cool. I've got sunglasses on and everything. And I'm like living my 90s best life. I've got my Converse on. Mm-hmm. It's cute. I like it. And we may never meet, Simon. Like we, <laughs> like I hope that maybe one day we will, but we may never meet. We may remain like internet slash podcast friends, but mm-hmm. there we are together. Yeah, in that world, in yes. the metaverse animated nineties world, we're already down at Chubby's getting a <laughs> getting a ve- getting a vegan burger because it's twenty twenty two. You know, yeah, yeah, and uh, having a coke and just ha- getting it up to all kinds of hijinks. Yeah, in our flannel shirts. In our flannel oversized shirts. Well, the I'm super happy with them. I think like the animation, the cartoon things. I think they came out really well. The guy drew them like from scratch because he what he originally I thought he was just going to take the actual Boy Meets World picture and just sort of put our faces over it, but he didn't. He completely like drew it. It looks awesome. There's Three different versions. So I send them to you on Instagram, but I will email them to you just so you get like the full power size files and whatever. Yeah. Uh, There's one with us with glasses on, one of us without glasses on, and then he did one of me and just cut you out. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Cheers. I did notice. I didn't comment on it because I thought, do you know what? This is Simon's. This is Simon's Ravens podcasting channel. I will allow that, but it did sting a little bit. Sting. <laughs> we I was need just like, it. where's well, the solo of me? Like, where's me? <laughs> you can have the solo of you if you want, but I just needed the bit with Raven's podcast on it. Yeah, but all, but also, also, it just was perfect profile picture fodder. If yes. you want it as profile picture, I can easily get him to just remove me on the other side. But no, it's the, uh... all right. It's all right. The guy's done enough work. Like he knocked that up quick. What a pro. Yeah, shout out to Ali, he's the guy. He's already working on a Stranger Things one now for me and Dom. I couldn't keep Dom, you know, without more animations. That's that's really exciting. 
That's and exciting. I'm excited to see that one. Lex is definitely then going to want a Dawson's Creek one. So it's all going to just continue. All. I mean, so they're available in the merch store. Links are in the the show notes. I'm pretty sure that I've just <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be the only one buying them unless you're going to buy one. But I'm definitely <laughs> I I put one with me on it because I need that one. I put one with both of us on it. And I need that. The one with both of us on it's so good because the globe like sits in the middle. It's the perfect so shape good. for across the chest, isn't it? It's the perfect shape. So good. So, so good. good. And it's also good because, I mean, not that I've done lots of research, but I've not come across it. I follow a lot, lot of artists on Instagram and they do a lot of fan art type stuff. So obviously Stranger Things, massive at the moment, they do a lot of that. Um, I don't find some of the shows that you guys cover. It's like there's not a lot of One Tree Hill merch unless you're following like the charity thing in america um or you're buying like chad's kind of charity jerseys dawson's creek i never find any of it if i do it's on etsy and you've got to pay it's more for shipping than it is for the item because it's in america boy meets world i haven't searched for but none of the artists i follow make boy meets world stuff so this is an opportunity to get like boy meets world merch that won't exist anywhere else because it doesn't have boring Corey on the front it has us <laughs> come on which is great which is great. I love it. I love it. Ethany wants one. I have to buy one for her as well. It's great. So it's a real dream come true because I really wanted that. Like I said, like from, from a kid, I've always loved that icon. Well, what's funny is, and you'll see, I won't tell you what it is, but as soon as we get into season three, that's gone forever. I may have, I've accidentally seen a smidgen of that, I think. <sighs> but no, only because I'm watching on Disney Plus, it rolls into the next Okay. I'm usually working at the same time, but I'm quite good at getting quickly to the stop. But I've got like the first little bit and I was like, that's not the same. Because obviously mm-hmm. at the moment it starts straight away with the intro, doesn't it? Season two, whereas season one had like a little scene and then intro. So I was like, oh, where's the globe? Where's the blue? Mm-hmm. So Yeah, yeah. That's it. that was also why it was so important that we had this ready in real time. Because yeah. when we get to season three... We might be like, all right, we need we need to contact Ali. We need something new to fit in with this season. And the thing is, we're doing one season a week. So poor Ali is just like, every week, we're like, Ali, we need something completely different. Can't use any of what you've drawn before. This is what we're going for this time. I, I was so meticulous with it as well. I was <laughs> there like, you are. I was like, I can't, I'm like super demanding. I was like, I can't be wearing converse because i don't I, i'm not the converse kind of guy i was like can you make these nikes and he was like okay yeah and he made them and i was like ali they're just not the <laughs> nikes i want so i like oh sent him God. a screenshot of like the ones i wanted i was like can i get okay and it's, it's, <laughs> wayne, all, it's wayne all over again it's one tree hill <laughs> wayne all over again just these poor like artists and manufacturers around the globe are like this guy in his podcast but if they listen get- they get it Right, and we get the results. We're working we for the results that we want. So yeah. it's awesome. I'm so su- I'm I'm super glad <laughs> that we that we got that done. I have to also say because something that that you and I bonded over is our love of meatloaf, and I yes. mentioned this to you earlier. So the episode in season one where Corey takes over teaching the class, and Mister Feeney is in the classroom, and he has a meatloaf like sweatshirt on or hoodie and a meatloaf hat they just covered that episode on pod meets world which i'm so excited for you 
to listen to when we're finished do you think i know you don't probably have that much space and time left in your <laughs> podcast docket but do you think you'll go and listen to that as when you're finished well yeah there's like there's a few things like i know we bitch about drama queens but i would like to listen to that and there's the guy that played luke danes on gilmore girls i know you haven't seen it that's a whole other thing does like a watch along thing and i've fallen way behind with that so there's lots of things that are like ex characters or whatever do these podcasts like the off i'd love to listen to the office ladies one as well but i'm like who has time like and to watch the telly that i like that goes alongside those things because in a perfect world you'd watch the episode you'd listen to the accompanying podcasts but that's that's like a day's work isn't it that's like a full and i mean i do work at home by myself but i also like to watch a murder documentary and a disney film i've got a too many too many things going on I tell you that's what, if that's good... all I've got to worry about, it's a good week, okay. isn't it? It's a good place to be, though, in terms yeah. of having too much rather than not having enough. But yeah. my point is, is they just covered that episode. Like, it just came out um, when yesterday, the episode. And when they cover an episode and they sort of latch on to something that they find funny within the podcast episode they will do a t-shirt for it but only on sale for one week like seven days and it's gone forever and they just released a meatloaf feeny a meat feeny (laughs) t-shirt i literally as soon as i saw it it could it didn't matter what it cost like i was just clicking it i could not not have that yeah i did that with my chad signed Chad Michael Murray signed basketball jersey. I was the same. I was like, oh, this is ridiculous. And then I've got to pay import fees when it gets here. But I was like, do you know what? I'll sell a kidney. <laughs> um, um, yes. And it's funny to me because obviously I noticed it because I love Meatloaf. If it had been some other 90s band, I might not have known who it was. But I was like, oh my God, Meatloaf. And it seems a fleeting moment to me that I thought maybe other people wouldn't care about that. But clearly they do. A big well, enough deal saying... to put on a t-shirt. Right. Well, they were saying it was just it was funny because Meatloaf, obviously, his first album was in like the late 70s, you know, yeah. Bat of Hell. And then he had a resurgence with Bat of Hell, too, in in the 90s. But it probably wasn't the music that, you know, young kids would be listening. Yeah. To. It oh, it wasn't more... cool. It wasn't cool to like Meatloaf, was it? I don't know who was who was about in the 90s because... When I think of it, I think of like British bands, but yeah, like Nirvana. That... And yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, that. maybe, but that wouldn't have been necessarily what those kids were listening to. Like, they wouldn't be listening to Meatloaf. They're not the no. ones sitting at home waiting for the "I will do anything for love" music video, are they? Yeah, I was, no. but the... but it's that he tried to be cool and slightly missed the mark, didn't he, with his exactly. Meatloaf sweatshirt? And that's what's yes. funny about it. Exactly, yeah. it makes it funnier because because. Yeah, he he doesn't really know. He doesn't really get it. So, but yeah, so if anyone, uh, by the time this comes out, there'll probably be a couple days left for people to get that T-shirt. So if people are listening, I couldn't recommend it enough. But let's, let's move in to season two. There's so much to talk about. Obviously, our paths cross on a Wednesday as well for our One Tree Hill watch-alongs. And you kind of let out a little... Spoiler for me, I guess, of how you were feeling about season two in that you preferred season one. Well, I could wait till right at the end to relieve you of the agony of thinking that I absolutely hate this and this is crap and doesn't go downhill from here. But actually, towards the end of the season, it picked up. So 
I don't I don't know that I could pick a fate. I, I I don't think I could say I didn't like it as much as season one. I think maybe that needs to be something I decide a bit further away from it. I really okay. didn't like it at the start. But tell me then why. So we've gone season one. It's very wholesome. It's definitely more family orientated. Though I think Boy Meets World, it, all throughout the whole show, is very much a family show. Like they're they're going to a, a wide demographic of trying to be like the 90s you'd sit down with your family and there's jokes in there for the parents there's jokes in there for the younger kids and the middle eight the middle kids and, and whatever um but it definitely takes a jump in season two and you were to girls and you were saying that that it was losing some relatability right yeah i mean i, I wasn't an 11 year old boy um but i was an 11 year old girl and even that I, I couldn't relate to how the girls at the school were behaving. And I don't know whether that's because I wasn't in their clique. Like, that wasn't the people... <laughs> like, that wasn't my world, and it was happening, and I was just oblivious to it. Or whether it was kind of... I, I think it's the girls are very much seen through the lens of men or mm-hmm. boys of that age. Which, I that's the, that's the premise of the show, isn't it? It's Corey's life. We're almost following him around all day, what he gets up to. But it's almost like the female characters, the young female characters, don't have to act a certain way because that's how Corey sees them. Like, we should still be looking at the reality of what happened. And it just felt a bit like that's not... It it felt very much like the girls were put there to be the objects or the things that the teenage boys are interested in and not a lot else. Which... I mean, it didn't get to the point where I was like, this is uncomfortable, but it was just a bit like, what... What is there here for me? There wasn't enough family anymore. Like, it does move away from that slightly. And I kind of expected that with what you'd said. Like, what it becomes... Obviously, they've got high school to deal with. And that, when you're in high school, you're kind of not necessarily having lovely chats with your parents when you get home. And it's... You know, like, you you don't want to hang out with your kid's sister. And But, um, yeah, I found a lot of it a bit like, this is just not... It, it, I feel like if the season had carried on how it started... I'd be like, oh God, please, does it carry on like this? Well, I think that I think they're fair comments. I think it is definitely written to be male from the male perspective and very sort of stereotypical uh, young teenage boy perspective, and. I can tell you though for for certain that it doesn't continue that way like in season in the season three four even like season three I'm already ahead I'm like halfway through season three and I'm I want to keep a good half a season ahead of you just in case I like fall behind (laughs) Uh, but it's it definitely moves away from that and you'll know why immediately from when you finish the first episode of season three and then it's like okay we're set up for a shift like a tone shift in in what we're dealing with yeah so you'll know from the beginning from the first episode you'll know okay i know what we're in store for now and it's changing what the dilemmas are because at the in season two the dilemmas are Corey doesn't understand women right or doesn't understand the girls even shall i say or doesn't understand the the dynamics the hierarchies of school and the social norms and what's acceptable and you've got sean that's sort of effortlessly 
able to like date whoever he wants and and is kind of like i mean so how did you feel about sean in this because his character is completely fully emerged now oh sean like i I liked him from the start and i said didn't i i think there might be some stuff with sean like i didn't know whether maybe he'd hang out with the wrong crowd or but he's clearly going to be the slightly darker character and we'd had a hint at his home life, like he'd said his dad kind of lost his job and there wasn't a lot of money. And But I, I didn't know that they'd mentioned that he lived in a trailer park, which is fine, plenty of people live in a trailer park. But when you add it to all the other things, and then it was kind of, it's clearly got one or two or several uncles, whether they're people he calls uncle or whether they're genuine uncles, who are all criminals. Or some sort of dodgy people. So, and it's kind of, oh, it's funny at the beginning. Oh, you know, my uncle said to do this or my uncle doesn't do this. And it's kind of, but you can very much tell that it's hinting that perhaps he's not particularly happy at home or he hasn't got very secure home life. And then you think, okay, that's why maybe he spends so much time at Corey's house and loves that, you know, the parents clearly um, treat him like he's one of their own. And then you meet his dad and hear it like... My heart and broke for him. The dad's well, familiar. Who is the dad? Right. I was going to say, do you rec- do you recognise him? I think maybe I recognise the voice more than the face. And I was like, does I, I think maybe he voices a Disney character. He he definitely does a load of voice work. Um, but he also, for, for me, as an Adam Sandler fan, he's in a load of Adam Sandler movies. So oh, he's, who um, is he? Have you seen The Waterboy? Of course you have. You yeah. Seen the Long, Waterboy. Not recently, but yeah. He's like he's like the assistant coach in the water boy that no one can understand what he's saying. He's always just mumbling things. Okay, yeah. Um he's in a few Adam Sandler movies with like little bits uh like that. And then yeah, he does he did a lot in the nineties. I'm gonna I'll look him up so we can um find out who, who is voiced. He was played by Blake Clark. Ah, well, there you go. His he voices Slinky Dog in Toy Story. That's it. I knew it was Toy Story, and I was forgetting. Is it the pig? Is it the dinosaur? Like it's one of those. Of course, it's Slinky. Is he still alive? Yeah, okay, he's seventy six. Oh, still right. alive, and yeah, he's he's been in he's been in loads of things. He was in yeah, The Water Boy. He was in Little Nicky. Mm-hmm. Mr. Deeds, Fifty First Dates. Oh, he's the dad in his Drew Barrymore's dad yes. in Fifty First Dates. Oh my god, of course he is. It's the voice. And then yeah, in all the Toy Stories, and he's in like Grown Ups and a lot of yeah Adam Sandler movies. Then yeah, as far as television, he was in Boy Meets World. My name is Earl. Everybody hates Chris. So yeah, a lot of stuff. But- Loads of stuff, yeah. Busy guy. He's doing all right. But but before we get to him, because that kind of happened towards the end of the season, tell yeah. me what your impressions were of the perfect mullet of Mr. Turner. <laughs> um, obviously liked Mr. Turner straight away. He's supposed to be the hero of the series, isn't he? Like, and we learn later on what a good guy, like that he is a really sound guy. Um, the mullet... And what I like about the mullet is that it's not a really cool rocker mullet. Like, I'm not doing this because I'm in a glam rock band. I'm doing this because this was just what you asked for at the hairdressers at the time. Like, it's so, like, it's a thing of beauty. He rocks up with his leathers and his motorbike and 
like they don't realize he's the teacher even to start with today they think he's one of the students i knew that the dynamic between him and like mr feeney was going to be great because they're clearly completely different it's funny they're supposed to be completely different people but they actually teach in a very similar way when it comes Mm -hmm. to like the moralistic stuff yeah and what's great is the dynamic between mr feeney and mr turner allows for Feeney to sort of still impart his lessons but instead of him imparting his knowledge onto Corey it's now to Mr Turner and Mr Turner's doing it yeah to Corey so he manages to keep and then still Mr Feeney is delivering his wisdom over the garden fence at home as well of course of course i was so glad we didn't lose mr feeney like i knew that we wouldn't i thought they've got even if he's just next door and maybe we see a little bit more of the stuff next door instead but i thought that's not going to be enough like he's going to be the key always there kind of figure for the school so i thought how can they but it didn't even cross my mind that they'd make him the principal and of course they have that's perfect isn't it of course they have so they turn up they've just had a summer without him thank goodness they think they got this fresh start and then they arrive and not only is he there, but he's like the utmost authority figure at the school. So it's just worse. Brilliant. Yeah. And it, it's great. And then we also get introduced to um, Harley and his lackeys. Oh, which... I... <laughs> You hate him? <laughs> that was one of the elements I didn't like. And you know what? I knew there had to be like... That, oh, I'm intimidated by this guy. And I thought he'll either be like the cool kid of the year group that he wants to kind of wishes he could hang out with. But actually, that's Sean, really, isn't it? Um, or there would be some bully kids. But they're so, like, written... It's like there's a book on how to write the older, like thinks he's a wannabe gangster guy and his friends that hang around with him. Of course, there's a weedy one. And of course, there's a bigger guy who's supposed to be the like big like blundering along idiot. Like it's so like there's a playbook and they just followed it, which is fine. Like it works in most sitcoms have like the same kind of tropes, don't they? And like it works. I didn't, I preferred the lackeys to Harley or should we say Harvey? (laughs) Um, Yeah, I preferred the sidekicks. Yeah, I agree. I think the la- the lackeys definitely are better, and they're used as comic relief, really. Um, and I think the guy, so the guy that plays Frankie, is a really mm-hmm. big actor. Like, do you recognise him? I don't think so. There were a few characters that I recognised, but they were smaller, like not key people. Well, he like lost a load of weight, um, and is like in like really good shape now i think and and has been for you know like decades and his he was like the sidekick in my name is earl but he's been in loads of things and been in um loads of movies and things like very successful i don't know about the other two guys the guy that plays like joey the rat i think yeah. is hilarious like he's playing it really like it's all played for um comedy really but i do the one thing i do like is i like when Harley just renames Corey um, Johnny Baboon. (laughs) Was that that your laugh out loud thing? No. Oh, my God. I can't wait to talk about that. I don't think I've spotted it. Oh, okay. We'll see. We'll see. I might have just been in a really good mood at that moment. (laughs) Who knows? But when he just calls him Baboon, I just, I don't know. I just think it's it's a good running gag. It continues the whole way through. Yeah. Um, But okay. And then... 
Topanga is more frequent. Actually, before we talk about Topanga appearing more, let's talk about someone that doesn't appear at all. Oh Our God. boy, Lee Norris Minkus, is not to be seen. How do you feel about that? I'm guessing he never comes back again now. Like, that's it. Like he got into some say. he got into some sort of fancy school for really intelligent kids and doesn't have to deal with I, I mean maybe he makes a surprise comeback maybe he was having a year off to have his braces fitted I don't know but I miss him like it's not the same like they haven't really got and at the beginning they do have like the couple of nerdy kids and they keep hitting them with stuff don't they like that's the joke that they're sort of but it's not the same is it like it's not a minkus like they're not friends with that kid like I just like, where are Corey's other friends? <laughs> like, well, he's what? a nice, like, he's a funny kid. And obviously he's got Sean. And then he's got, like, the horrible kids that have been nasty to him, but really clearly, like, having him around. And he chats with his brother and then Stavanger. But there's no, like, I was hoping maybe he'd have, a, like, a little crowd. There'd be a couple more and that Minkus would be one of them. But he's not. Well, what I can tell you, so Lee Norris went on Pod Meets World a couple of weeks ago and basically said that, did that first season, it was all going really well, and then they just didn't call him back for the second season. And I think the point was, was um, what was it? They were going to have like another, They were the cast was getting bigger and they were having like another, they didn't think they could have two nerdy kids. And I can't remember, there was like another, oh, I'm so sorry, this is terrible that I'm forgetting. But they were going to have like someone else in on the cast. Yeah. Oh no, that was it. Or maybe maybe it was Topanga because Topanga is kind of a bit like odd, quote unquote. Yeah. I I'm not sure, but they basically there was just like there wasn't room for him in it. Whether he comes back or not, I will not say. But obviously, you know, he's not in season two, which is sad. But if imagine if he had, perhaps he wouldn't. I know One Tree Hill happened after um boy meets world but perhaps he would have been so synonymous with the minkus character that he might not have been able to get his role as mouth on one tree hill so who knows perhaps that's true and if like you say a lot of the core cast haven't gone on to do much in front of camera stuff Mm. then he probably would have suffered the same fate and i mean if you ask most people now they know him as mouth don't they yeah you know because even looking so, at him, like I mean, I, I could tell it was him, but it, like, obviously puberty happened. He looks like a wildly, you wouldn't necessarily, but yeah. And obviously he did his little Dawson's Creek stint. Like yeah. One, like one episode or whatever it is. But yeah, he had to, he had to prepare for that. He knew he was going to get Dawson's in like five years time. So he needed to be ready. <laughs> exactly. He's had he's had a, a really successful career. So yeah. You know, it all worked out in the end. What about Topanga? Topanga gets uh, a lot more screen time, and which is not in every episode, but is much more reoccurring. Were you like desperate for Corey to kind of just wake up a little bit and you know put the effort in to be with Topanga so that you know, or you're not that bothered? I like a slow burn. So when they like kissed really early on in season one i was like whoa hang on a minute i thought this was going to be like a really long drawn out he'll wake up on his 16th birthday and be like what an idiot i've been chasing these like vapid nothings when topanga's clearly like wonderful um so i like that it's a slower burn and i like that they've had their little moments of like oh could this be it almost like could he you know actually ask her out on a date and it'd be a proper thing and 
And I, you get the impression from Topanga that she knows that he'll wake up one day and realise, but she's kind of leaving him to grow up on, on his own a little bit because at the moment, like, she's way, she's far more evolved than him at the moment, isn't she? So For sure. Yeah. But I loved their episode, you know, like they fell asleep at school and then got in mm-hmm. trouble and like that was, that was actually a really important episode. And I feel like a lot of the episodes before then, it'd be kind of fun lessons about, oh, Corey, this is how you're supposed to ask out girls and this is how you, and then that one was a bit heavier. And then continuing on in the series, there were some more sort of poignant moments or slightly heavier moral type stuff discussed. Yeah, well... The, let's talk about some of that as as it's coming onto topic and we've already spoken a bit about Mr. Turner and the bullies and Sean and uh, Corey I think one of the most impactful and important episodes in this season is when Sean is going to mess up Mr. Turner's bike yes. because, he's sort, oh. because he thinks he thinks he's um, he thinks he's no good and, uh, and thinks he's like a, a bad apple so to speak and that moment where Mr. Turner's sort of telling him that, you know, go inside and read a book and I'll think you're all right, you know, where he kind of, he saves him. Yeah, I, I can't, I've, my notes are absolutely gone to shit this week, but I, I wrote down what Corey says something to him, like, oh, if you're not good enough, I'm not good enough, or something along those lines where he kind of says, like, if you, you know, if you're a loser, then I'm a loser kind of thing. Um, And... I've really recognised it, like having worked with young people and a lot of young people that are on the edges, perhaps, of the school society. Um, I get it. I get that they do stuff like that and it's because they're hurting. It's not, they're not ever asked, just assholes. They're not. Um, and, and something like that. They they create the life around them that they think they deserve. And at that time, like that's all Sean thought that he deserved. He didn't think he deserved a friend like Corey. He didn't think he deserved to spend time with his family. So he's just creating the world, the chaotic world around him. That That's that's where he thinks he is in life. He doesn't think that he deserves any better because he hasn't necessarily got anyone showing him that he can have better or that actually how he is is fine. And he has really. Corey tells him that. He knows that Mr. Feeney cares about him. Mr. Turner clearly does. We see in that moment. Corey's family love him to bits, but he's just feeling like when your own parents aren't showing you that, you almost don't believe anyone else telling you that, no matter how often you hear it. That was really sad. I cried. I cried. Oh, I teared up with it too. And and it shows the beginning of, you know, spoiler slightly, we're going to get a lot more, you know, deeper things like this with Sean. And yeah. I think it's really good. It's good for the show because it gives more versatility. And what was also great in that moment is it didn't just show Mr. Turner as a great teacher, Sean as human and flawed and and but able to recognize, you know, being loved by his friend and the people around him. And it also showed Corey as being a really good friend because yeah. he put himself in the line of fire to to help Sean. And we there's some episodes where Sean can feel like the protagonist, like the main character, and Corey's mission is kind of more helping him. Yeah, you know. Yeah, there are. Yeah, there are some. There are some times like that. A bit like we see Sean sort of um, changes the headline on the newspaper, doesn't he? So that it's Mister Weenie, which like 
that have that? I mean, we don't have school papers over here, do we? That's not a thing, no. is it? Like working on no. the school paper, and it always looks so fun. Um, but that. <laughs> That's the sort of thing that if that happened, like if you could get away with on the teacher's like nameplate or on the door, or whatever, changing that, like that's, you would be a legend. Like that's what he's mm-hmm. going for. And it, that does happen, doesn't it? You're like that kid will always be remembered as the kid that did that wild thing. And even though they, like, um, and you know, and he's not willing to grasp on him then, is he? Because, mm-hmm. you know, he rates the friendship more highly than he does him sort of, I can't remember what the punishment was now, but it was detentions for a month or something you know like oh being suspended wasn't it which i guess like that's a big deal you know that goes on your record or whatever he'd and mm-hmm. he'd take that for sean but and you know I, and sean kind of recognizes it then but i think the further down you get you're just so consumed by darkness and negative thoughts that you often can't see the positivity coming your way which i'm guessing that's kind of what's i'm and i i did predict that sean was going to have a bit of you know He's got something about him. Made me think. I recognise this kid. I see what's got happening. Pain, here. pain yeah. in those eyes. It's it's um it's so true. And what you said a moment ago about people aren't being aren't especially kids. They're not bad because they're because that's their intention. It's bad. It's badness coming out of of pain. And like I I was talking to Ethne about this yesterday about some stupidity uh that me and my friend did um <laughs> which ended uh some of it's so stupid like funny as well that i don't it would ruin the flow of this of this podcast to say it i'll say it on ravens back where that stuff flies but um right. <laughs> uh involves him going to the toilet in a pint glass um <laughs> you know just <laughs> And it wasn't Excellent. number one. It wasn't number one. Oh my but, uh... god! Oh my god! <laughs> I hope this yeah. was at a festival and not like actually there was a toilet. Except was there a toilet accessible to them as well? And it was just for fun. <laughs> no, well, I don't know. I've been painting the picture very quickly. It was I was, I was seventeen. Uh, this is this is after I've had this the car accident that I spoke about last last week had the car accident he came to Cornwall from here from like outside of North London uh to visit me to try and I don't know to cheer me up really (laughs) so he shit into a glass (laughs) (laughs) but we 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 were seven we were 17 yeah and um was living in this little village in the middle of nowhere like in the middle of nowhere there was nothing to do and I was internally i was very angry like i'm not an angry person like if even when anger comes out now it comes out very passively which is probably very annoying for the people around me but i'm not i don't let it out and that would be much healthier for me to let it out i like bottle it up and and i was hurting i was in pain from everything that had happened and going on and so on and so forth Anyway, we went down to this pub in the village and the pub was literally in someone's living room. Like, I'm not joking. It was a house that had been converted. It was just a living room, standard, like, red carpet pub. You open the door, everyone turns around and looks at you and stares at you, you know. And yeah. um, and we went in and we didn't get served um, because we were underage. And um, it's like, okay, fine. Most most little village pubs like that wouldn't give a shit. Like, the police aren't turning up in a minute to check, are they? Come on. You were an outsider. That's what that was. Well, yeah, who knows? But um, <laughs> but like my friend, 
um, thought it'd be a good idea as we were leaving to spit on the window. So that's not good. And then he also stole the pint glass, which he would, you know, later poo in. Um, at the, <laughs> I don't, I don't know where how we got there. I think we got served in a different pub somewhere else. And then anyway, later on, oh, you're frozen. I can Did hear you. you though. I can oh, hear okay. You. You were frozen in this position of a face palm, and I was like, "Oh, I just I didn't realize. I thought you were just." Anyway, later on, I don't know what happened, but eventually, um, as we were walking home, he needed the bathroom, so he decided to go in the pint glass. Um, why I don't know, but um, and then later I threw a pint glass against a wall or. But maybe it might have even been a window. I'm not sure. It didn't go through a window, but through it. And it really bothered me, like, to this day. So we're talking, what, that's like 18 years ago. 18 years ago. And it still bothers me. But I sort of dissected it literally just yesterday. And it was the first time that I was like, whoa, I was really angry. And I was really in pain and really going through a lot. And it wasn't like therapy and these other things like even then in what maybe what when would that have been like 2004 or something yeah these things aren't weren't spoke mental health wasn't spoken about like it is now and that doesn't even feel like that long ago yeah i mean it doesn't to us because we're trying to pretend that we're not creeping towards 40 but i know what you mean it really we're not talking about a whole different generation ago that we can't even relate to like like mm-hmm. our parents growing up, like that's like foreign. Like it just sort of, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I get it. Like I was just, I was just an angry, hurt kid in my bedroom dealing with it by myself a lot of the time. So you do shit that you perhaps wouldn't do if you were feeling a bit more level headed, including throwing pint glasses full of shit. No, 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 no. I didn't. What throw happened that to the world full glass? of shit? That I don't know what he did with that. He probably just left it on the side. But who knows? <laughs> Who knows? I threw an empty pint glass. So I thought you were agonising because you'd just thrown a pint glass of shit at a shop front. And I thought, oh my God. No, no, I didn't didn't throw it at a shop front. I think I threw it at a wall or it might have just been at a... um, it might have been at a window. I'm not sure. But it didn't didn't smash anything. The glass just smashed. And it was like a in a quiet place and then I like we just threw it and ran away but it was being drunk but also being angry yeah that was in this place it was like I don't want to be here I don't know anyone here I'm stuck here um and we did end up moving back not just because of that but because of lots of other things um but I get what I'm saying is there's that's one dumb thing, but that is quite an angry thing. But there's loads of other dumb things that we did that were just more like mischievous stuff that kids do. Um, but when I look back on all of it, it's because it wasn't like channeled into a sport or something. It wasn't um, didn't have like a direction going and just wasn't happy. Um, and I'm sure everyone has an example of some sort of behavior they've done that if you look back on it now, you'd think, why did I do that? But there is, like you said, probably a reason because everything happens and comes from something. There's a source for all of your emotions. You don't just have an emotion for no reason, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, as long as Sean has those supportive people and get that that's what's happening with him, I think he'll come good. Like, I think he'll be all right. Do you know what I mean? It's the kids that are just forgotten about or don't have a solid 
like anyone. Do you know what I'm saying? Those are the ones that get lost. So how far do you think it will go with Sean? Like, what's what's the worst we're going to see? Is he going to do a couple, you know, things on the more minor end, the pint glasses, whether he's pooing in him or throwing him, or <laughs> is he going to be on the other end where, you know, he's going to, I don't know, is he going to get arrested? I, I mean, we're going to come back to the shitty pint glass at another time because I've got other questions. But I'm staying on <laughs> it Sean. It wasn't me. I, 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 was get, just there. I get it, but there's things. Right. So, Sean, um, I think there's going to have to be police because at the moment, oh, he did get brought home by the police, didn't he? But there's been no, like, with, you know, this is a caution or this is a, we're locking you up for the night because I'm, I'm thinking there's going to be, might be some drinking. Maybe okay. drug taking. I mean, I don't know what time of day this aired. It's probably going to be cannabis. <laughs> I mean, this Do, was like, they're not the going to go in with shooting up heroin, are they? On a, we're putting this on the Disney Channel. This was on the Disney Channel. Like, can they even have like underage drinking? Well, I think was it on the? I think it wasn't. What did it come under in America? I think it came under like the ABC lineup. I may be getting that wrong because it's confusing, you know, because we don't have those channels here. Our which American I think friends a- will tell us, won't they? Yes, and I think ABC is owned by Disney, but I think okay. here in the UK, when they were showing it, it showed on the Disney Channel because we don't have ABC. But I think ABC is known as like the family network, so that is why it had things like Sabrina the Teenage Witch and all the rest of it. But it would have okay. aired, I'm guessing, like on a Friday on the Friday night, maybe like at seven. Okay. PM. So yeah. Right, so we might have some cannabis then. Yeah. There'll be some alcohol, there'll be some cannabis. There might be some wild parties. There'll probably be more vandalism. Like Bart Simpson style graffiti. Yeah, there'll be some graffiti, maybe a shoplifting incident, there might be some theft. That's usually one, isn't it? Like, well, maybe hey, joy, yeah. maybe a bit of joy riding, mm-hmm. something like that. Like, I'm thinking. I mean, we can't. He's not going to be like locked up. You know, we're not going to have a Dan Scott situation here where he's banged up for like a season and it's boring. Do you he's know not what I mean? Phil Mitchell. He's yeah. not a Phil Mitchell. He can't go away and do time and then pop back up the last series. I think he's probably an all the way through kind of character. So I'm thinking he might have a little bit of any more trouble son and you know you're going to be put away in young offenders mm-hmm. um i don't know where he's gonna live like does he stay living with the teacher maybe he well, does i'm a little bit confused i'm not confused but because i've watched like half of season three i i'm getting a bit like okay yes he was living i didn't want to mention that because i feel like oh, that happened at the end of season two i need to i think yeah. i'm gonna have to go with you like i'm gonna stop well, at the end of season three before we record our next episode because I don't want to mix things That's up. That's why I have to just stop because I can't differentiate. Yeah, for sure. So, But the the other thing here is... Um, no, I completely lost my train of thought. Right, so you, so he's been dropped off. I, th- I don't know if it was the last episode, but he's been dropped off with the teacher. And yeah, the teacher's yeah, yeah. like, oh, yeah, yeah, he's staying with me. And then he kind of says, like, how about we make this a thing? And he's going to mm-hmm. live with the teacher. I mean, let's pretend that the red tape is sorted and that somehow that's a thing that can happen, um, <laughs> as it does in these TV shows. But I don't know, maybe, maybe, is he going to stay with him for the long haul? I don't know. Maybe maybe season three, he'll be with the teacher. I thought he'd move back in with Corey, but then maybe that 
would affect like some of the family dynamic that kind of the viewers really like now. So I don't know. I can't. I don't think his mum and dad are coming back. Unfortunately. Well, and this is this is what I was going to say is that I actually I'm fairly certain I haven't seen every episode of Boy Meets World. Like there was a couple episodes in season two that I hadn't seen. In season one, I'd only seen the pilot. I hadn't seen any of that. Season two is definitely I like nostalgic. That's when I came into it and i and season three so far as well but i think as we get into season like four and five i don't think i saw much of that and then six and seven is when i was watching those reruns when Mm -hmm. i was living in cornwall and it was you know helpful to me so i think i've seen all of them uh so there will be some spots here and things where i don't know like yeah, maybe he is gonna shoot up heroin for all I know. I don't. That I must hope be not. so confusing. You know, like you see a scenario and you think, I thought that they were going out with so and so, and I've missed. Uh, like that's more confusing than watching it for the first time and trying to figure it out. Like this, I don't remember this character even being a thing. Like, yeah, yeah. But I guess back when we were watching sitcoms in the nineties you wouldn't there wasn't you weren't really watching it in chronological order you were just watching whatever episode was on like trouble at the time which is yeah a TV and, channel and season or... one they're very much standalone episodes you could what there's you could watch them individually in any order and they pretty much make sense anyway because each show is like its own little story whereas yeah. you can sort of see now that there's a bit more again you can skip bits and you'll miss them but you might suddenly wonder why Sean's going off the rails a little bit if you miss... Do you know what I mean? I feel like it mm-hmm. it's probably going to go in more of that direction where there's like a storyline that runs through the season. Because I think as you get old, if it's trying to sort of keep up with the age of its audience as you grow up watching it, that's what you're into then, isn't it? You're into like like a series of dramas or whatever where you kind of at the start, oh, there's a little like spark of an idea and then you watch it kind of unfold like that's kind of Mm -hmm. what happens with tv so i'm kind of thinking it might go a bit more you know which if you jump in the middle and you're like jesus christ sean's living on the street like homeless how did this happen a minute like you know (laughs) so yeah i don't predict great things for sean but i think he'll be all right in the end okay and what about eric how do you feel about him in season two oh i like to see him at school now yes and what I liked about this is, you know, like in the first season, he's obviously kind of, oh, I'm older than you and I'm dating and you just wait till puberty hits. And you're going to love this life. And he's ringing a different girl every week. And you kind of think to yourself like, OK, like you're a bit of a knobhead, but I can see why your brother thinks you're cool. And do you know, a bit of lovable knobhead, but do you know what I mean? But then when you see him at school, you realise that actually like a, lo- a lot of it is bravado. You're not quite the really cool guy. A lot of obviously girls like him. He's an attractive guy. He's got the curtains, but he's not. <laughs> he's and he's supposed to be quite popular, isn't he? But he's not like a jock guy. He's not in that group, and he's not kind of. And a lot of it is sort of like he mucks up as much as Corey does. He's just mm-hmm. a few steps ahead, and like mucking up, doing slightly more adult things. Or I like Eric. I like Eric, but he's is he leaving school this year? So that's it. He's done no. with school. No, no it's the year no, before. Think, yeah. So, so you do your SATs like the year before you leave. Oh, we I don't know not, this stuff. I feel like I you need no like idea. an American Life Dictionary as you go well, along. Because well, we had. Did you call SATs SATs in school? Yeah, but I don't. I don't think they're the same thing. 
Like they are like a standardised test, but we have sats in like year six. We're like eleven years old, and it's it's a way for the government to check that the schools are teaching you stuff. They're actually completely pointless. They put kids through huge amounts of stress for no reason. That's a whole other rant. That's I'll save that for Twitter. But um, (laughs) I I think the the SATs in America, you get a score, and then that helps you get into university. Yeah, right. Like you also right. have to graduate school at the end. I, I'm I've learned this from this is my Dawson's Creek knowledge. That's where this comes from. It has no basis okay. in fact. Like an actual American might come on to like Discord after this has gone out and be like, "You've you've not got that right at all." But in my American TV world, yeah. you get a, you get a score. I think a fourteen hundred is really good, but I don't know what that means. A sixteen hundred, you're like that. Minkus would get that. You and get three hundred for get, writing your name correctly they always use that joke don't they you can get you get 300 just for writing your name oh they you say, misspelled your name that's they always say like that a, over here don't you remember doing your gcse's like oh if you can't just put your name on it if you can't think of anything like you might get what but some they do judge your handwriting on some so maybe it's just terrible all testing yeah is trash it's we said this on the last trash. episode right yeah it's so bad like so, bad. so and it's it's so bad that we're still doing this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to uh, make sure when, like, we're, my son's going to start, touch wood, we have a meeting next week, but he's going to start nursery in um in January, like just a couple of days a week and transition. Yeah. But in the, the place that it's at, he could be in the same school, this nursery, it go will follow into school and whatever. But the school goes through all the way to sixth form. Um, mm-hmm. That's why we really like it is because yeah. you don't have that sudden break off when you're 11 years old and go yeah. to a different school, which, again, we've spoken about. But um, I'm going to make it really clear to him that, and this is probably terrible parenting. Who knows? I might change my stance on this. But at the moment, I'm going to make it so clear to him. It really doesn't matter what test scores you get. Like, it really doesn't matter. Like, as long as you're a good person and that you try hard at things and that you're kind to people, I don't care about anything else. And as long as I'm breathing, you can have all the money that I have. Like, any money (laughs) I have, you can just have it. That's all I care about. You don't want to be too generous with the money. Because you don't want an Nathan Scott on your hands, do you? You don't want to overinflate him too much. No, (laughs) my um, parenting philosophy is very much the same. And I've got, like... My kid's not neurotypical, so she's got extra sort of hurdles to get over or whatever. So academia, not necessarily her thing, right? And it's not for a lot of kids. But we've she's just come out of year six, so she's done her sats or whatever. We skipped two of them, went to London. Like, I just <laughs> sacked them off. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> but it's the stress leading up to them. Like, the whole thing is shit. And my, I'm very much the same. Like, I don't give a shit. I don't give it as long as you can sort of I mean you've got a calculator in your pocket for your whole life have you not as long as you can read a shopping list get directions to place be with it enough that you can get some sort of employment and you can write stuff and you can type a little bit like as long as you're working hard like as long as you're always doing your best and you're really kind and you're generous and you're thoughtful and you think of other people like that's all I give a shit about but it's, it's really hard to instill that in them once they get to an age where they spend more of their time at school than they do at home mm. awake. So it does mm. like, but you get in early with that stuff. Like my kid went to like, this is totally going off topic. My kid went to like the most 
amazing preschool for like a year before she started school and it was just like just fun and I can't even but yeah so get like as long as you get in there early with that stuff and like they know that they've always got you at home and that they know who they are and that they're kind and you know who gives a fuck what they got in their sacks? I didn't even tell. I didn't even tell my kid what our schools were. I didn't even. I opened the envelope. I was like, "Oh right, <laughs> <laughs> don't care, don't care at all." It's yeah. yeah, it's true. It's completely on your character. I, I mean, and I guess it's each to each to their own and what they want to do, you know. But I mean, I don't. My GCSE scores and the GCSEs for our international friends are like our that version of that i guess it's what yeah. determines what you uni- uh what colleges and sixth forms you'll go to which then decides what universities you'll go to and all, all the rest of it none of it matters to anything that i do in my job like i my whole like i had a career trying to base it off of that stuff and then i started from the bottom and just did it all off experience and worked yeah. my way up through just doing the job and just learning it as I went. And I did some other qualifications as I went, but I was choosing to do it, you know, when I was like 24, 25, rather than forced being forced to do it when I, well, this is, we could go on forever <laughs> about this, but I mean, basically do what you can to stop your kid from shitting in a pint glass when they're 17, <laughs> you know, that's just. Although it does make a really cool story. <laughs> but you can't wait to tell your son that happened. <laughs> I I didn't do the pooing. I need that to be clear. I'm gonna um... get that on a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't me. I've got a million other poo stories, but that what, that's that's not. Don't we all? Doesn't everyone have? We we'll have a whole podcast just dedicated to shitty, pun intended, things we did when we were young. I I am. I guarantee that every person out there listening or in the world had some sort of comical story, whether they would want to admit it or not, or tell it or not, revolving, revolving toilet. It's impossible not to. And like, if you been... like, if you don't, like, get out there and live a life. You've missed <laughs> out. It's not too late. Like, just go and shit in the outdoors somewhere. Like, <laughs> I actually don't know if I've got a poo story. I'll I'll let the listeners know next week (laughs) I've got another one about someone else but I'll just say it quickly Uh, this was my friend when we were doing Camp America and at the weekends we were on this island in uh, off of America and it was like forests and it was so beautiful and all the rest of it but you'd go drinking at the weekend and like go camping and it was great and this was on my 21st birthday and we had this big party in the woods and his birthday was a couple of days before and he's Australian and he had a bad stomach in the middle of the, you know, the party. So he had to go off and do his business. And when he came back, I was like, you know, are you good? And he was like, yeah, he was like, I just had to, I had to go number two. And I was like, okay, well, you know, it happens. And I was like, what? <laughs> I said, what did you, what did you use to wipe? <laughs> And he said, I just picked up uh, what I thought was leaves on the floor, you know, to like, because he's drunk as well, to, you know, to wipe myself. And he was like, and in his Australian accent, he's like, but it turns out it was just sticks and dirt. <laughs> <laughs> so he just... Just created like a poo mud stick paste on his hand. 
So again, oh, I, I believe that I believe that everyone has a story. Oh, I've just remembered my pre story, but I'll share it another time. It's not as funny as that. Bring it on the Ravens next time right. you're on. We yeah, need good. to know. If that's what we'll do at the beginning. Poo story, everyone, go. <laughs> yeah. Okay, right. So, okay. sorry. What about, what about the parents? Oh, Alan I like, yeah, Amy. I like the parents. Dad's had a haircut, hasn't he? He's gone yes. for like a shorter back and side. Quite, quite a modern, modern man look. Yeah, um, good looking yeah, guy. Yeah, so I like that. Um there was le- there was less family stuff, which I get because if you were 12, 13, 14 year old watching the show, you don't want to watch parents. Like that's the last thing you would ever want to watch. But that's what I really loved. There was less Morgan at home. She wasn't funny this time. Right. And there's I think there was less of her for a reason because the actress hate was hating it. Yeah. Oh. That's and she was enough. only young. She's probably like yeah. six or something. Uh, yeah. I think she just wasn't having a good time, is what they were saying on Podmeets World. So, yeah. Okay. I'll allow that. But that was sad because <laughs> I did I did enjoy that. And I loved that the pet, like, Sean needed somewhere to go and the parents just step up. Like, there they are. I And I hope that I have that kind of house. That if, if like, any of my kids' friends were just couldn't go couldn't go home or it wasn't safe at home or really didn't have anywhere to stay keep it mine do you know what i mean not that i not yeah. that I want to be running a hostel or just the entire year group just live at my house but <laughs> do, like that's a big deal and they and they knew when they said you can stay here there's a chance his dad might not come back they knew it wasn't two weeks yeah, yeah. but but they also were um firm or assertive yes. rather with Chet of being like okay but come on like you can't you know you're taking advantage at yeah. this point yeah and you and that was realistic it wasn't going to be oh we'll take in Oliver Twist off the street and it'll be really lovely look how happy we are it wasn't going to be like that was it like he's a kid that's got troubles he's been abandoned by his parents it wasn't going to be an easy ride to suddenly fit another teenager into that house so I liked mm-hmm. that it was realistic that the parents were a bit like he drinks out of the milk carton. He's costing us loads of extra money on food. Like they're not a wealth. They like got a nice house, but they're not a we- they're not a wealthy family, are they? Like the dad is a manager of a supermarket. I think the mum was doing some real estate, but they've had their own kind of. They're clearly not wealthy, but I liked that that they could voice that, and it it wasn't about them not wanting Sean there. It was more about you're his dad. Like you, he is gonna. You're fucking him up. By not being here for him. Yeah. Is the bottom line. Yeah, for sure. Well, let, let's take it back to Topanga because we didn't really um, oh, yeah, Topanga. speak much on her. How how are you feeling about her? I, I will add in, because I, I sincerely haven't watched these since uh, I was a, young, since in these ones, since I, in the 90s. And so when I would have been age appropriate... <laughs> Yeah. I had a huge crush on her, a huge crush on her. Um, it's it's kind of odd, like watching it back as like you know a thirty five year old and being like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, yeah, but we all had those. I used to fancy the Fox version of Robin Hood from the Disney film. Oh, <laughs> that was such a great film. Do you know what I, I mean? Like, that. how do you? What was I? I don't know. He was. It was his voice. He was charming. Um, he was no, smooth. I, 
Yeah, I can totally see that about Topanga. Like, she's beautiful. Like, I would have wanted to be her. Like, if I was watching this at 11 or whatever, I would have been like, oh, my goodness, her hair. Like, she's so cool. She doesn't really care what Corey does. Like, she's so self-assured. Like, I would have wanted to be Topanga. And I probably would have liked Corey. Does that make me sound like a hideous, like, I should be on a list? Because he's the, because <laughs> he's the funny, like, he's not the obvious, really handsome kid. Like, he's the funny. I would have been drawn to the funny. Yeah, and what they do, I think we said this last time, but what they do so well with Corey is he is the quote-unquote every man or every yeah. person. And we all relate to that because the majority of people in life are not or were not Sean or Eric or, you know, the popular kids. The majority of us were more, you know, like the Coreys of the world and the fact that he sort of misinterprets everything and you know, makes mistakes, but he learns from them and he has a good heart, you know, like he, his intentions are always good. Yeah. I, like we, the, yeah. yeah. You can on. totally relate to like, you know, when you come home from school and you're panicking about something you did that day that you think was mm. either really stupid or you said the wrong thing or like, oh my God, I don't know if this boy likes me or I think I just made a total twat of myself or like, oh, like, all the time. That's all you do in it is second guessing. Like, you didn't catch the ball in PE. I'm going to worry about that for a month. Like, that's yeah. what it's like. So Corey's that kid, isn't he? Like, he's not, he doesn't know who he is and he's not confident. And he's not self-assured and he kind of tries to be the funny kid because that's kind of what people like. And so he's brilliant. And I think, and Topanga's, Topanga is relatable in the same way, but she's, she does know who she is, so she's more aspirational. Like, you kind of want mm. to be like Topanga, whereas you kind of look at Corey and think, I am Corey. Right, exactly. She's way more put together. Yeah. What, what um, uh, the, with, yes, with what you just said about, you know, second guessing and everything... My my mum always said that when I was a kid, she never had to press me to whether I, um, if I'd done something wrong, <laughs> she would just leave me because she knew I had such a guilty conscience that I would just come downstairs and tell her what I've done. Yeah. And I've had that my entire life, like with Ephany, with everything, like even if I've like, you know, done something stupid, like, like minor, like, uh, you know, <laughs> like sometimes... Right, Marks and Spencers is a very British thing. They yeah. do amazing vegetarian sweets like candy. And it used to be hard to get vegetarian sweets, you know, like yeah. because you're not vegetarian, are you? No, but I get it. Like the sweets have got like chewy sweets have got gelatin in them, aren't they? Like pork fat or whatever it is. Right. And particularly when like my hay fever kicks in, I suddenly just have these like a bloodlust for not <laughs> blood, but for like sugar coated sweets. And so there's a like a M&S petrol station that's like a two minute drive from here. So I like drive there and I'll get whatever and I'll always get two packs of sweets so I can eat a whole pack in the car on the <laughs> two minute drive back home. And then I'll hide like the empty packet in the outside bins that F won't know. But then five minutes later, I'll be like, we'll just be watching TV and I'll turn to her and say, I already had a pack. And she just you know? looks at you and goes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you do this every week, Simon. <laughs> but it's like, I can't hold these things in. I have to let them out. And I think they've written him to kind of be like 
that as well. Yeah. I think it makes it. Yeah. And, and again, we have to say, Ben Savage, his portrayal is amazing. Like, if anything, it's even better now in season yeah. two. Like, it's how are you finding it? Like, yeah. the acting in the show. So good. There's, there's really not. Some of some of the acting, like I said, I didn't really like the kind of bully boys, like the gangstery, and that, and I don't know whether that's just how it was written, or some of the acting was a little bit too like, here's my funny line, and here's my, but mm-hmm. Corey and his family, and Sean and the teacher, like Mister Feeney and Mister Turner, like amazing. And what's great about Corey is that when his face is supposed to just be kind of listening, or he looks like he's listening, and that's how you know it's not necessarily them delivering the lines; it's the what their face is doing the rest of the time or like so good for a kid that's so young he must be what 14 something like that like so good so good yeah and and what about what was so that's we've kind of spoken about the the characters what was some of your highlight episodes like ones that you you really enjoyed um the stuff with sean i really like when like the episode with the motorbike and the because like that i mean I like a bit of grit in the tea. And while I do like the fuzzy, the warm, fuzzy stuff, like I, I like, I also like TV that will make me cry. So, you know, I enjoyed that. That was, I remember my husband came in to tell me something and interrupted me. And he knows when I'm annoyed because I like huff before I lean forward and hit pause. And I always go, I'll pause this, shall I? Like, right, <laughs> like, like, I'm here. Like, the tears are welling moment gone but yeah so I, I really I really enjoyed that some some what some of the other I'm trying to think what other things I've written down there were lots of things that I didn't get because they were like American like what's the seven minutes in the closet thing is it like, like a, is it is it like a spin the bottle type game yeah I think it's like it's like a spin the bottle but it's literally like you now go into the closet for seven minutes and do what yeah. you want to do kind of can thing. you imagine that at a British house party <laughs> I'm just picturing like some of the parties I've been to they didn't even need a cupboard you know what I'm saying yeah, it's just, yeah. Uh, all it's, over the shop um, it, it's very much they, and they write it like that it's very much and, I, and thank goodness I guess because you know we're talking about children effectively yeah, but yeah. it's written as they'll kiss they'll make out but not nothing beyond that yeah you know i don't don't think they can cover that can they in this no but if it was being done today yeah uh, like that there would have to be conversations like you know there'd be like sean would have a pregnancy scare and and things like that well that could i mean you is that not going to happen then or (laughs) i was about to say like there's episodes i haven't seen tessa i don't know (laughs) i feel like those things could happen but there'd be no like you wouldn't see it happen it would be a character that you didn't even necessarily know was sexually active like we don't because it's just too i don't know where it was airing or what time it was airing or the kids whereas over here like i've never watched it all but we had like skins didn't we yeah that was I've like, never watched it either, but we reference it all the time. I feel like I, I feel like I've seen bits and bobs because it just used to be on like T four, E four, whatever, didn't it? And it'd be mm-hmm. I was probably waiting for Hollyoaks to start, um, <laughs> and it would just be like uh, there's just some drugs and some fingering, and that's what happened that episode. <laughs> God, yeah, pretty perhaps much. aimed at a slightly older audience, but it was still thirteen and fourteen year olds watching it. Like it's not, yeah, but this isn't that kind of show, is it? It's not that kind of show. No, but this the cupboard is... thing. But I liked that episode because I liked 
their interaction in the cupboard. I didn't like what was happening. I can't call it a closet. It's not as a cupboard. I couldn't... Um, I didn't necessarily like that that's what was happening. And that the whole party was dedicated to that. They have a whole... They have a... They call their parties make-out parties. Whereas over yeah. here, we just call them... There's an under-18 tonight at the rugby club. Are you going to go? Because everyone's just going to get off of everyone. Like, you didn't... It was just... that's what You didn't call it a let's go and get off of each other party. Whole hard the world, isn't it, over there? But I liked... <laughs> I liked Corey and Topanga in the cupboard. And that she was... I'm nervous too, and you yeah, can just pretend was, if you want, and like, yeah. She was more self-assured than him, and it was more like if he was doing anything, it was not necessarily because he wanted to do it, but because he wanted to say that he had done it. Where Topanga yes. was more like, it's for the moment, you know. It's not about any bragging rights. It's because she really likes Corey, and I think those distinctions show how she is a much more mature character than him. Yeah, and we see that later on when we have the they fell asleep at school episode, which is really cute. Like, it's cute. They're kind of working together and she just has a little nod off and you think, oh, that's quite sweet. And then it's ruined because... And I I completely get the whole... Of course people were like, oh, what did you like? That would happen here, wouldn't it? That would ha- It does. It happens here. It's happened to me. It's happened. For sure. So that would happen. <laughs> um... <laughs> But it and but they did really show. I liked that they showed how awful it is for the girl in that scenario. Yeah. So if you're the guy, you get the high fives and you get the in jokes that last of you for all the rest of your secondary school career, and everyone thinks you're absolutely brilliant when you were mediocre at best. If anything did happen, <laughs> right. but the girl gets the 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 other girl saying, "Oh my god, I can't believe she did that with him," or like judging you, and then the lads laughing at you like for this for the same scenario and that really does happen mm, so i'm glad sure. like that Corey kind of learned his lesson about that in the end and he kind he kind of got swept along with it without making any he didn't decide he was gonna lie he just kind of got swept along and there i'll just kind of go along with this because it makes me seem cool and like yeah, I re- I related hard to that. I was like, this happens. So and so when you saw like they went from the cupboard and they're actually having quite a sensible conversation. It's quite equal. Like, should we do this? You know, should we not do this? Do we because we want to? Or and they kind of come to the you know and they're sort of having a conversation about it to this moment that's kind of higher stakes, and there is no conversation about it. There's just off he goes into the bragging, and she's just left. Mm-hmm. dealing with the mess of the situation mm, yeah and that sucks and like you said that i mean i'd like to hope that that's changed now but i mean i don't know what teenagers are like now but we'll, that we'll find, definitely... we'll find out like oh, God. for our own children this is coming yeah. much more rapidly for me than it is for you like oh my god but will we though? Because I mean, I don't, I don't think these aren't conversations we would have had with our parents, you know, about what happened. What happened to school today? Yeah, it's fine. It's good. Leave me alone. Like, you, <laughs> like you don't even get that. Like, what happened? Nothing. All right. Did you do any? No. All right. Like that's it. Mm-hmm. But I can I go I, out. <laughs> yeah, but I'm I like to. Out. I like to think that because we perhaps did some of those things and didn't talk to our parents about them mm-hmm. ever, because mm-hmm. dig a hole and bury me, that's awful. That I'm trying to make it a bit more of an open house mm-hmm. here, conversation wise, that we do discuss that stuff. 
And I think yeah. like, like I've been a youth worker, like you couldn't, she couldn't say anything to me that would, I mean, it, don't get me wrong. I'm aware for it to feel very different when it's your own kids saying stuff to you, but you can't really embarrass me talking about stuff. Yeah. Like you've got a weird sex question. Ask me like, I'm not, <laughs> I'll tell you. Like, so I like to think I'd be able to, maybe offer some guidance or at least some like this happens to me like jesus try and avoid stories yeah using using your own examples that's definitely how i felt and sometimes in reconciling things that you know i wish i could have done differently and all those kind of things i usually end internally on the point of but i'll use this as a teaching point for him to say hey, I did this stupid thing. That's not to say that you can't do your own stupid things, but let me tell you what I learned from that stupid thing to maybe save you from having to do that, you know? Because at the same time, it's like you don't want to take away them making their own mistakes because that's how we all learn and evolve so and you a don't lot wanna... of it's really good fun like you don't like <laughs> you look back at it now and you're like oh god but you don't i don't want a perfect kid that doesn't have a cider yeah. at 15 like i don't want uh i'm not trying to create like oh my god i must try and make you as perfect as possible to make up for but i'm a fan of informed choices so I will give yeah. you all the information from a factual point of view and then from a, perhaps I'll throw in a personal anecdote. Now you decide. Mm-hmm. I'll be here to pick up the pieces if you take the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, this is all going to be happening to me. Well, it's Very all the soon. different, there's all the different ways of doing it. I don't know if I've told this before, but my, my mum under my bed once found um, <laughs> some, a bag of weed, uh, a, a grinder like i don't know if that's a thing in america uh to like grind the weed up and you know just the paraphernalia you need for like rolling a joint now it wasn't like a lot of weed i wasn't like al capone or anything or tony (laughs) montana i was like you know 16 years old i think yeah um and (laughs) my when i got home from wherever i was obviously not smoking weed because i left that there she laid it out on my bed so when i walked into my bedroom it was all laid out like oh my god the stash (laughs) and i turn around and my mum's behind me i didn't know she was there in the doorway and i'm like you know there's not there's nothing i can do at this point and um i I can't even be there but it's not mine you know (laughs) And what she did was she sat me down and said, you know, if you do this, you know, smoking weed, which, you know, in a lot of places around the world, this is legal now yeah, anyway. But, yeah. you know, this was, and this was a different time. Like it wasn't legal anyway. It wasn't it. It wasn't really like a. it was either you're a hippie and you smoke or you're a down and out and you smoke. There wasn't like, a, mm-hmm. oh, this is really therapeutic for you. Or, or it might well have been. But it wasn't talked about. I didn't know you could smoke cannabis to help relieve pain like mental mm-hmm. pain maybe cause you a bit more at the same time carry on for sure and i mean <laughs> hey just to make this clear you know i was 16 i smoked i smoked weed through my college years let's be honest and then that was it i got out of college and that was the end of it and moved on with my life and uh, uh, the last thing if i was to smoke weed now i would just feel incredibly paranoid and just want to go to bed <laughs> like on my own it's oh not my God, same no because the fun wears off and then before you know it you're just sat there worrying like why are my legs twitching they're not twitching yeah. 
You're not why having a my good arm, night. Why does my arm look so small? What's wrong with my <laughs> arm? Oh, my God. You know, it's not Yeah, it's fun not. Times. And then you're like, oh, I can't keep doing this. This is going in the wrong direction. Give me a glass of wine and some Netflix. Anyway, <laughs> my point is, so my, so my mum was there in the doorway and I had having to explain this. And she said, okay, well, what I want you to do is sit down and we're going to watch a film or I'm going to watch it. She didn't even watch it with me. And it's a film called Scum. Have you heard of it? I don't think so. It's, it's this like British film from, I don't know, maybe the 80s or something. This would be perfect if Dom was here. to be. Oh, Dom, he didn't send me his voice note, bastard. Okay, right. and um, that's, that's his only commitment to this. He had one job. Christ. He had one job. Damn right, it. but I watched this film and it's about these kids, it, British kids that go to prison but they're like young, they're like teenagers basically, and they just get the shit kicked out of them for the whole film. And I'm like badly, like there's like this famous scene in it where a guy has like a lead pipe and he's like, Who's the daddy? Because he's like the daddy of the prison, and he just goes around battering people. And my mum was like, That's what's gonna happen to you, you know, if you keep and it scared me so much. That I remember announcing to all of my friends who all were smoking weed because we were all 16, 17, you know. And they, I was like, I'm out. I'm out, guys. I can't do this. I can't go to, you know, prison. And there's a someone's going to hit me in the face with a pipe and make me call them daddy. I can't do it. Um, a week later, I forgot about it. And, yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, you then had like four years of uni or whatever and just, um, yeah. I, do, I mean, some of those, I've made teenagers watch films, not like that, not like that. Um, <laughs> but you know, you have the educational, let's watch this. I've watched lots of like drink driving video, like that, I can't, you know, taking that's kids through that though, sort of yeah, thing. But I've not yeah. made them watch, I have accidentally put on things that I think you shouldn't have watched that, but not like that. That's, I mean, I like that she even did that though. She could have just said, I'm confiscating it and you're not smoking ever again. And then that's, she may have stopped you smoking for a week. Who knows what she would have did. happened to you in that week? That she could did. have been the week that you got arrested and off you went to jail for life for possession uh, yeah. of a teeth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally. Well, and I, and I think um, Iris, I, this is like a joke that I would tell her, you know, like she, we know that this is funny because you can laugh about this stuff in retrospect. And yeah. she was, and she was trying. And I actually think in some ways, like, I wish I'd had more boundaries. Maybe not like that. Um, but, you know, um, or like, don't do this. Why don't you join a football team or join a yeah. basketball team instead of just like, you know, hanging around the streets with your friends? And when I say streets, I'm talking about villages and stuff <laughs> here. It's not. <laughs> yeah. You say you live like North London or whatever, but even your North London home Countryside. isn't like. It's not. Yeah. You're not oh, we state. live. Yeah. We live on the. We live in a county outside we're we're a 25 minute train ride into london but if but there's no other way to describe it you know it's like people don't know if we said we live in hertfordshire people are like well i don't know where that is it's like well it's 20 minutes outside of london i didn't know where that was until we started doing this and you said like just outside north london i was like right so hertfordshire is the county to the north and i've got essex to the east yeah what's below it brighton (laughs) yes and then, and then to and the west, west is you. Yeah, exactly. That's all. And in the I'm, middle's in the middle's London. Yeah, 
Yeah. That works. Roughly. I'm, yeah, my geography's bad. So I need you to say like North London, but I obviously I know that you live in a cute village because you share pics and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, but it's anyway, incredibly, incredibly safe. If, if anything, we were the most threatening thing in that village <laughs> at that yeah. time. But anyway, we're going completely off the point oh here. Oh my god! What, yeah. What are some of yeah? What are some other highlights of season two for you? Um, when Sean and Corey are at Mister Turner's house, I can't. What are they? What do they turn up for? I can't, there's a reason they go, and I can't remember what it is. But when they're they in the go house, to hand it, they go to hand in their papers. That's it. They're late. Yeah. Um, and the house is like obviously they're. Imagine how exciting that would be. I like when you see a teacher outside of school. You're like, oh my god, we saw one of our teachers once. We were coming out of a house party at like six o'clock in the morning, so we were absolutely oh, wow. hanging. Like we'd sort of slept on the floor off we go, and one of our teachers who nobody liked was jogging, and he had bright purple jogging bottoms on. Now you're 15 and you see your teacher that you don't like in purple jogging bottoms. He's obviously freaking noisy. So we all laughed at him from across the street and he just yeah. gave gave us the middle finger and kept going. And then when we got yeah, to school... Yeah, that's a he... fair response yes. when you look back on it now, yes. isn't it? But then he like wanted to see us one lunchtime and I was like, I'm just not going to turn up because like, he's going to give us detention. And if he says, why didn't you... like, he can't, I can't get in any more trouble for it. I'll just tell the school that he swore at me in the street. Yeah, but I but get also, it. Like if that happened outside of school. I mean, I I think it's difficult, isn't it? Because uh, you know he he's feeling um, what's the word victimized or whatever yeah. in in outside of school in the community. But at yeah. the same time, how can he punish you for things that happened outside of school? If anything, he could say something to your parents or something, or say something to you and just say, but then he, but then hey, he that's still not could, cool. But, but I mean, like, if I feel like if the teacher had rung my mum and said, look, your kid laughed at me in the street because I was jogging, my mum might have said, like, don't be a bitch. And then I could say, and then he swore at me in the street. And then it's not a... But anyway, the point I'm trying to make is they go to the Difficult. teacher's house and they're really excited... <laughs> To look at next week's lesson plan. Mm-hmm. You're in your teacher's home. You've been left unattended for, <laughs> let's say, five minutes of, in like real life, not in telly time. And they have a little look round. Open a drawer or something. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> what You wouldn't even think to like, oh, let's look at what work we're doing next week on their desk, would you? Absolutely not. No. And what's funny with that is they then study... And then they do well. And he's like, well, yeah, I tell you every week what to study. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I like that he kind of says, like, that he left it out, like, hoping that they would find it and actually work for a change. Like, and actually he does do that every week. They're just never looking at the board at the front. Like. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of my highlights. I really liked that. I really liked Mr. Turner in general. He's a good addition. I'm hoping he's staying. Yeah. He's really good. I I like his... um... Like accent, I don't know what accent that is. Is it a bit more like New York or something? Yeah, it is a little bit. Like they are quite close to New York, aren't they? And then Mister Feeney mm-hmm. discloses that, like he's from Boston. And then I was like, of course he is. Like that accent, he definitely is. And I know how people from Boston speak because Jamie on One Tree Hill does it. You know, does he? Doesn't it? You know, One Tree Hill, and he's doing the accents on the phone, and he says something. He like swears, and Nathan tells him off because he's doing the Boston. Oh, you. I try. I try not. I try to tune up. out when he's talking. But oh, be, I I do you love him? Yeah, I do. I know. You do? Yeah. Jamie Scott. It. 
I'm behind on the podcast. I've clearly missed you slagging him off for like five or six episodes. But not yet. Not yet. We I haven't yet. The love for him, I think, wears off. This little Jamie, we... I quite like. But anyway, okay. no, no, we think he's a really good actor. Well, this is a separate podcast, but he <laughs> he wears he wears a little bit. I think it's but it's less him. I think it's more that um, frustrating that the storylines are becoming more child centered, and it's a little bit more like, can we just get back to like the basketball and those kind of things? Yeah, you know? I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. It turns into more of a family show in some regards. And this one's going in the other direction. Yes. Yeah. I liked that there were people I recognised. So I wrote a little list somewhere. We've got like Ben from Parks and Rec, turns up. Have you watched Parks and Rec? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 As like the he's like the new bully, isn't he? Yeah. I really like does he stay? I like him. Can't say. Can't say. But so I was surprised when I saw him. It was the voice that made me realise I mean obviously he looks a bit like him, but it was the voice, like I would recognise that anywhere. So I was excited to see him. Yasmin Bleef. Mm-hmm rocks up and i'm guessing like the wrestlers or the like the boxers famous like there was some some people in it that were clearly supposed to be famous if you were american kid at that time yeah 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 the i hadn't mentioned it because i wasn't sure i couldn't remember if this was in season two or season three yeah he's a he was a wrestler okay and then and then like the announcer guy frankie's dad sorry yeah and there's like the announcer guy that announces the little boxing like the wrestling match yeah. And does the sing it like sings? Is he I think yeah. he's supposed to be someone that we know, but I didn't um I I didn't recognize him. But yeah, Yasmin Bleef was exciting. I imagine if you were an 11-year-old boy watching that you were quite excited about it as well. Um For sure. who didn't else was much. <laughs> oh, Wendy, who's like a, a love interest for Corey for a little bit. She's yeah. the girl from Casper. Yes. Like the bitchy yeah, she's like the oh, bitchy blonde yes. girl that has... Yeah. Isn't she? Yeah. Um, well, you've got one coming up in season three. I want you to message me when you get to it, because you'll know. Okay. But there's... All I'll say, this isn't a spoiler, there's a party, and the two main girls are both from One Tree Hill. Okay. Oh, I'm excited. I love it when I see people from other little shows that I like. I absolutely love it. Um... There was a guy, Tommy, that was in it at one point. Might have been the wrestling episode, actually. I think he was the wrestling kid. He's the guy in Dawson's Creek that lies about sleeping with Joey. He picks oh. picks her up in his little Jeep and then tells everyone that he had sex with her. That's yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So those were the people that I recognised. So it must be like, either they've got a better calibre of actors that have actually been in other stuff. Like, they, like they could afford Yasmin Bleef this time. They're clearly, like, got some celebrities in there. Mm-hmm. there's loads it. more coming there's loads more coming like of people before they were famous there's a particularly a massive one that you'll see in the first episode of season three I like mean, as in someone that's like that became huge i mean really all i want is minkus back but i've got a nasty feeling that's not gonna happen that dream's not gonna come true but i'll live in hope i can't confirm or deny but let's uh, let's talk about so sort of some of the judgments of it. So I will I'll ask Dom to send his voice note um, for next week's episode. So we'll get his rant on season two and season three. To be okay. fair, he's been binging a lot. He's been getting through a lot. So busy guy, busy guy. But who would you say your overall favorite character was of season two? 
I feel like um Corey probably I want my heart wants to say Sean just because I love an underdog and that's clearly where this is going <laughs> but actually if I if I look at overall throughout the whole thing like it's got to be isn't it we're supposed to love him the best and it's working like it's still working and I don't know whether that's the writing or his acting ability or they're just very good at making us like the things that they want us to like but yeah he's ace like if my kid turned out like I'd be happy with a kid like Corey for sure yeah yeah yeah. I think I'd say the same but I think it will change in season three not because of anything against Corey as a character but I think they spend more time developing some of the other characters as well so it'll be really interesting to see how you feel about season three be frozen again yeah but i can hear you oh great (laughs) 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 i'll tell you if uh, i can't hear you okay well and so season three another week you think you'll be you'll be okay to get through it again you didn't struggle with the time restraints yeah no it was all right it was fine yeah i can do it because it is i like i mean it's gonna get darker but my kid's 11 like she's not a baby so like i could watch it with her there if she's quiet enough to let me watch it but yeah, because it's it's easy. You don't even. I mean, it, this one was longer, wasn't it? This was tw- twenty three episodes, mm-hmm. but it doesn't feel like that many episodes because they're short. Where they would have been allowed for a gazillion American commercial breaks, and they roll one onto like it's quite like you watch three an hour, like you're zooming for it. So, and it is very much a. It's very bingeable. You don't feel like you've had. You don't feel like oh god, I need a break from this. Whereas you might with a perhaps a more intense show. For sure, yeah, they go through super quick. Is yeah, so uh, I have to say, so we're doing these one a week. In two weeks' time, I have to take a two-week break just because I'm going to be away. I, you know, it's my fault. But so I think that lands that we will do season three and then season four, and then there'll be a two-week gap between season four and season five, which I think might be nice though to. You so know. that's like the first couple of weeks is set. To, that doesn't mean anything to the viewers, but the first couple, yeah, um, yeah, that yeah, that works out all right. I'm sorry. There's I, lots it's... of other content for them to listen to, isn't there? Oh god, we are at the, the moment we're, we're going. We're releasing three episodes a week at the moment, so it's crazy. It might increase as you get into the winter as well. You know, when you're like, that's all you've got in it. A bit of cozy telly, dark evening. <laughs> Let's just podcast every night of the week, Dom. Come on, and we then need just sleep. talk about it and you know pooing in pint glasses it's good times well i've really enjoyed this conversation as always and uh yeah do you have any final closing thoughts on season two i wasn't sure about it at the start i thought this was going in a permanent direction that i wouldn't like but somewhere around the middle it shifted and now i'm back to i really love this show yay thank so you're all right Because I, there was a moment I was concerned that I would, I mean, we'd still podcast whether I hated it or not. Like it would be like chatting to Dom about the TV shows you like and he disagrees with you all the time. But it would, (laughs) but it would, I was worrying about dumping all over your, one of your most favourite magical shows. And I, and I was sad that I'd lost a bit of the heart and a bit of the, but that kind of came back and it was less about these girls that they fancy, which is dull, dull telly when you're 35. 
<laughs> yes, it but is. I think I think you're in safe hands for season three. You'll know what I mean as soon as you watch the first episode of season three, which is maybe my favorite episode of the whole show. Maybe, and then Ooh. what I ju- what I just remembered the bit that really made me laugh out loud. Yeah, was the when they were in the roller coaster, and it was <laughs> when the roller coaster came back and Corey's <laughs> face behind mr feeney and they've swapped seats like somehow yeah yeah they swapped seats. yeah and then I you did. knew you knew that they were gonna get mr turner and was it mr turner and sean or mr turner and someone i knew that they were gonna get yeah. them into the seats but it was still funny I, yeah i, I, I did that enjoy that and I, for a moment i was like how are they gonna show us them on the roller coaster because this is 1994 thereabouts Mm -hmm. it's not going to be a huge budget show what are we going to be seeing here and then when they left and they were watching i was like oh i'm disappointed we can't see them on the ride like barfing or whatever but when they came back it made it worth it that we hadn't seen and they were in the different seats and their faces and just yeah that was funny that was funny that's good good times well good well everyone that's listening we appreciate you thank you ravenshoops.net why tessa because basketballs go through hoops but yet they still manage to go through nets so check it out and obviously lovely glorious hoodies with our animated selves on there so you can find them there at ravens who's done it no but you can find them in the show notes there's a link in the show notes there we go and uh yeah how did we finish this last time? What did we say? Oh, we said Feeny on three. Yeah, so have I not got to the the way you say Feeny? No. No. Because there was yet. a little bit when they came into the school and they saw, like, holy shit, he's the principal. And there was a little, like... And I was like, was that it? I don't feel like that was big enough to be it. So I'm still waiting for that. You'll see it. But it's good that you're prepared for it. It's like Dom and the I'm hungry bit, you know? <laughs> oh, Which is only two episodes away, so... Yeah. Excellent. I think he knows. But good. Okay, so ready? Feeny on three. You can say it however you'd like to say it. Okay. Okay. One, two, three. Feeny. Feeny. <laughs> <laughs>